0: hello and welcome to Jocking off with my girlfriend
1: this is my girlfriend erin this is my girlfriend cat and erin really does not like this title
0: oh my god it's terrible <laughs> <laughs>
1: So, there's a lot of wrestlemen's to talk about, but also, the hockey season has started.
0: Yep. Kat's very excited for that.
1: It's great. I get to watch hockey again. Only this time, all of us are getting into it. So now, that means that Aaron is watching hockey.
2: <laughs> Eric is watching I...
1: hockey. Emma tolerates us talking about hockey. <laughs> um, See so aaron it's nice to be on
0: the inside of this for once unlike the star wars stuff where I just go i have no idea what any of you are saying
1: mm-hmm, mm-hmm so aaron who's your favorite team
0: okay so i'm going for the flyers this year okay because i asked twitter who i should follow <laughs>
1: and most people said the flyers
0: yeah it with about was it four or five votes yeah, I think it was five votes for the Flyers and four for not the Devils.
1: <laughs> um, I will note that Aaron was explicitly banned from being a Rangers fan.
0: Yeah, that was, that was some of the only rules. You know, I couldn't be a Rangers fan. And I didn't want to be Devils or Capitals because I wanted to compete against you and Erica.
1: Okay, that's fair and hot yep. competition is sexy. I get it. Yeah,
0: it's sexy and fun.
1: So the Flyers make sense in the same yeah. division. You know, you've got the advantage of having Gritty on your team.
0: <laughs> and, you know, playing each team, what, like eight times? Eight times season? this season. Yeah. Yeah. That's not so normal, it'll be by the way. A lot of chance. No, no. It'll be a lot of chances for some interesting games and mm-hmm. some interesting weeks like the week right before Valentine's Day.
1: <laughs> yes. So and
0: the Flyers are playing two games against the Capitals and two against the Devils. We'll
1: be washed out for a second while my color correction accounts for my ring light.
2: Shiny nose. Yes, my Rudolph nose here. Um <laughs> At least I don't have hexen antlers.
1: I mean, that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That, that thing. Hex in the Yeah, Aaron, you just That was another thing that we subjected you to, wasn't it?
0: That just happened.
1: Yeah, we did an improv scene and you no know, butted your way through it by not participating.
0: Nope. <laughs> I I don't do these things, I'm not comfortable with them. I know.
1: We're we're trying to get you a little bit more comfortable with yourself though because i think you'll be a good improviser anyway isn't what you're doing right now improv Mm?
0: no this Mm. is just talking from my notes
1: Mm. Mm. yes i have
0: three pages of notes but you're synthesizing your thoughts here
2: that's just streaming yes which is a form of improv it's just not improv comedy no I know.
1: Anyway. Okay. Anyway, we have topics. Do we want to start with um topic number six since we were just talking about hockey?
0: Yeah, we can get right into that because I kind of took this opportunity. I've been wanting for a while to do something on how to get into wrestling as a non-wrestling fan. Mm-hmm. So I know what I would recommend to do for this. But I have no context for it because I've been watching wrestling for like thirty years now. Mm-hmm. So actually, getting into hockey was a good chance to to do this. And I came up with a couple steps that I think could help,
1: ok. interesting.
0: and i and I'll relate it back to the hockey thing as we go. So the first one was to just watch before really getting into it mm-hmm. before like picking a wrestler or even a promotion that you want to follow is just watch some wrestling. Right. In my case, it was devil's game that you were watching that night. Mm-hmm. I just happened to say it was like, so I just sat in and wondered if I could sit through hockey games.
1: Right. 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 It's the, the first step is, is this something that I can watch without like getting so bored that i stop paying attention or turn it off
2: yeah yeah
0: is this a good use of my time will i enjoy mm-hmm. it and then from there i think it's pretty important like kind of early on in my in the case of hockey to pick a team right so that, that's why i went right to twitter the night of it's like okay what am i doing here i don't just go into twitter to find any wrestler's promotions to follow But definitely like watching a whole show, you should see one or two that really catch your eye Mm -hmm. and go back and watch their old stuff, learn a bit of history, see what rivalries they have.
1: Right. And like, sorry, not to interrupt, but like, I think having that available via IWTV, for example, is, hey, look at that perfect timing. (laughs)
0: <laughs> Thank you. Having <laughs> Thank that
1: via IWTV gives you like you can you, know, you can look up a wrestler, be able to follow their history and everything like that through all of the promotions that they've worked with. Because on the indie scene, there's a lot of cross promotional stuff. You know, indie wrestlers aren't signed with one company,
0: and rivalries storylines can go through multiple, and they can go through multiple years even. Mm-hmm. When you see stuff like uh, Kevin Steen and El Generico, like they went through every promotion they worked for and over years they built up this storyline mhm
1: and then they went to WWE and it died immediately <laughs> <laughs> they've had some very good matches in WWE oh, sorry yeah. no actually Kevin Owens has had some good matches with Sami Zayn
0: yeah completely
1: different person El Generico did tragically die rescuing orphans from a fire
0: Yeah, it's a way that go that we're sure made him happy, Mm -hmm. but we still miss him. But anyway, so yeah, at least for me, it's important to get that history of who you're watching, because it allows you to focus in on where to go from there. Right. And And then...
1: Oh, go ahead. Yeah, well, so, like, I wanted to speak on that a little bit because we watched a couple of, like, documentaries and videos on YouTube together about the history of the Flyers, right? And, like, you know, the the Broad Street Bullies documentary and everything like that. Like, little yeah, things... Yeah, I watched that...
0: ones on my own of, like, uh, Lindros of mm-hmm. the 2000 season or the 2000 to 2010 season, I guess. I don't know how to word that. <laughs> the
1: the the aughts, their their history through yeah, the aughts. The aught. Um, oh, so you got to see that Scott Stevens hit, eh?
0: Probably. The, I'd have to look it up the, again because I don't have to the hit right.
1: that like basically ended his career.
0: Oh jeez, I I probably did. Yeah.
1: It was a it, it it was nasty, and like, it was perfectly legal in the league at the time. Mm-hmm. So like. Yeah, the at the time because the league didn't have good concussion protocols. The rule was if you skate with your head down, you're an idiot. Don't skate with your head down, or you're gonna get a concussion.
0: Yeah, yeah. Like I, I can see why you would say that, but no, it's it's not good at the no. top level of play. No, and that that you know, can mandate that.
1: Yeah, but you know. They didn't, because it's hockey, and hockey has been a sport that is, in a lot of ways, like wrestling, slow to adapt to the change that's demanded from the environment.
0: Yeah, Uh, you can say the same about a lot of football and their history with injuries as well, and not providing any player benefits.
1: Yeah, no, the, the NFL is just a league that consistently makes the worst decisions possible. Yeah. There's a reason why they're called the No Fun League.
0: <laughs> but in addition to like that history and the important events stuff, I also found videos just of the basic rules. Because mm-hmm. like I don't know anything about hockey. I'm Canadian. I've never played. I can't skate. I never really cared. Mm-hmm. So like I had to get the basic rules of what are these positions? Why are they moving like this?
1: Right. Which is also something you pick up through wrestling.
0: Yeah, and and same thing with wrestling, where you can start to pick up, like, psychology and dynamics of a match. You can also find really good instruction through stuff like Tyson Dukes does it. Mm -hmm. I've linked to him before. Yeah, you can find all the different match types, like, what is 2 out of 3 falls? what. Is a cage match like, it, it sounds simple but there are nuances That go along with it
1: Right and like you know being able to learn And pick those things up as they happen is always A really fun thing to be able To experience cause you're, you know you're like Seeing you know You might Be like huh there's a cage match What's that and then You look up cage matches And you see like And first like, you get the cage First, you
0: get the wrestler's database site. Then you find the actual match.
1: Yeah. It, well, yes, but... Um, <laughs> no, so, like, you, you look up cage matches or, like, you know, Hell in a Cell or whatever you want to call it at that time, you find the absolute best classic matches. The same way when They're you They're look... Bret by the way. hmm Yeah, sure. Um, the, <laughs> How, like, when you look up classic hockey rivalries, you get a lot of, like... The best of that rivalry The Mm -hmm. Hudson River rivalry Hudson River rivalry Say that five times fast I will not (laughs) Okay (laughs) No but The Hudson River rivalry Is one that you can watch Like you can look up on YouTube And you see how like The two teams have like Kind of Had this is the Devils and the Rangers, have had this, like, really, really long-running bitter hatred for each other. And how, like, the Devils had, like, in 94, an incredible team versus the Rangers, who, again, also had an incredible team in the Eastern Conference Finals. How that went down to the wire, and how, like in overtime the rangers score go on to win the cup and then like 20 eight years later or whatever it might be i no 18
2: no hold on 18
1: 18 years later you have the Devils and Rangers meet in the Eastern Conference Finals again, and it goes out to the same number of games. And the last game in the season, the last game in the series, is tied. It's in overtime. Nobody knows what's going to happen. Everyone's kind of like sitting there waiting. Is this going to be a repeat of 1994? And then it goes the other way. And you have like this amazing, incredible, historic moment that happens because you know the history. Yeah. And like, I'm sure the series
0: was great as it is. But having the history just is such another layer to it.
1: Exactly. It's an because it, that was the season of the Devils that got me into hockey 2012. Them losing the cup was frustrating. But that's neither here nor there the whole like process of that playoff series where they had a series that went to 7 with Florida because it was a battle of goalies they have the series against the Flyers that was like really rough and tumble they have the the like incredible series against the Rangers and then you know, forget the actual finals the cup finals don't matter it was <laughs> the cup finals do matter because fucking Chris Rooney stole a game from the devils and gave it to the fucking kings and that's what won him the cup so I'm a little salty about this still
0: oh that's what you were angry about the other
1: night Mm -hmm. I still hate that fucking guy that makes a lot more sense now it occurs to me I shouldn't be drinking out of a mug with my company's name (laughs) written on it
2: Get your
0: Sosa smugs sometime.
1: We'll make Sosa smugs. That's not a bad idea. We can <laughs> sell those on like a Teespring or whatever. Tea Public. Which one's the one that's not fascist?
0: Uh Spreadshirt.
1: They might be, I don't know. I mean, Okay, T public <laughs> is Tea Public's the good one. Teespring is the bad one.
0: Okay. Coming soon to a Tea Public near you then. As you can see from there, like having that history lets you Experience these things on a whole different level. And we've talked about that before with like AEW. Mm-hmm. And especially with some of the stuff they have going on now, it just reaches right back into like New Japan and ROH days with the whole bullet club thing. Mm-hmm. And what this brings me up to is the next point I have is getting into the news cycle. Right. Keeping up to date on what's happening in real time. This is where you can get a little bit overloaded, though, if you're following just too much, especially if you're hanging out in more fan-oriented places that can get very negative or even toxic. But it is important to be up to date, otherwise you're sitting between events going, well, I don't know.
1: Right, (laughs) right, right. Like, if you don't follow the news cycle, if you don't follow the news cycle, you're not able to follow through with like what's going on in the story because a lot of the yeah, you know, <clears throat> a lot of the wrestling news cycle plays into the story. Mm-hmm. We'll kind of talk about that whole like wrestling news cycle and story and everything like that when we get to one of our other topics. Yep. Which, which is going to be very fun cuz that's that's a that's another example where we can go into like the way that learning history of performers and everything like that can influence how much you enjoy current goings-on, the same way that learning history in hockey helps you understand and, like, invest in the framework of what makes that team that team.
0: Yep. And, like I said, it's very easy to get overloaded on the news cycle, especially when you get some days where it's the same three stories going around, Mm-hmm. And you just get three different opinions on. So for wrestling, for instance, my news cycle access is I follow the wrestlers I care about. So I get like immediately any shows that they're doing, any mm-hmm. promos they're doing, anything like that. I follow AEW's Twitter and a couple other companies like Camp Leapfrog or IWTV and i really only watch what culture wrestling as like my morning video mm-hmm. to go to and just get caught up over the past 24 hours and that's it any more than that and i might get overloaded and and kind of hit like a burnout state on it
1: no yeah, that's i found that i hit a burnout state watching what culture yeah that's fair it just there's just like it was too much wrestling all the time, and all of my recommendations were wrestling on YouTube, and, like, you know, I wanted to, like, have some weird recommendations, like the latest, um, subtitled Korone video. <laughs> <laughs> her- and that's
0: just really because, oh, go ahead.
1: Sorry, I was just going to say, her playthrough of Papers, Please, is very funny. Oh my
0: goodness. And that's just like what culture does a bunch of other content as well. Mm-hmm. Like they do top 10 lists. They do uh, pay-per-view predictions They they mm-hmm. do pay-per-view live streams. Mm-hmm. And yeah, if you're drawn to everything they post, then yes, that will get you burned out. I kind of filter through some of it because mm-hmm. I'll, I'll look at Like, I don't really need to see that. I don't need to see that. I'm interested in this one. and I've got five minutes. So I can take that a little bit better because like I've been following it so long. I don't need as much now.
1: Right. So yeah, there's just a lot of ways that you can parallel learning and becoming a member of new fandoms to the experience of becoming a wrestling fan. And I think it's really nice to have that unique perspective of having just gotten into a fandom this, like these last two weeks. Yeah.
0: And it's really important, like, as you're getting into it, like, the first two weeks, the first month, the first couple months, just take a look at at what you're really enjoying in it, Mm -hmm. and that'll help you, like, guide where you want to go for maximum enjoyment.
1: For example, Aaron's maximum enjoyment comes from when the Flyers go to a shootout. (laughs) Oh, that's where my maximum anxiety
3: goes! (laughs)
1: Nobody likes. Nobody nobody likes the shootout. Nobody likes the shootout. I like the three on three overtime. Yeah, three on three is great. That's
0: really exciting.
1: Yeah, no, like my personal opinion is that the way that they should do overtime and the point spread is that games instead of being worth two points for a win are should have a like set point economy sorry to get into hockey but i mean we're already there okay so like take so so if a game has two points like two points up for grabs in standings points but in theory certain games can have three total points available okay It makes things, like, weird. and The the math is hard to predict as to, like, what an average scoring... it, It makes it make less sense. You know, going to overtime shouldn't be incentivized, but in theory, it is in a system where you add an extra point to the point economy by going to overtime. Okay. So, if the game has a fixed three point value and a regulation win is worth three points and overtime win is worth one point the system makes more sense and it advantages and incentivizes winning in regulation
0: yeah okay I see what you're
1: saying so I've been a proponent of the three point game system for almost as long as I've been a fan of hockey I don't know that the NHL will ever do it. There's not another collective bargaining agreement for a while, so I doubt it'll come up. But mm-hmm. I think it would be a good change to the game to make, you know, overtime be disincentivized. You know? Yeah. It gives advantages for winning in regulation that I think. You know, winning in regulation should be something you want to emphasize with the teams playing in your league, right? Like,
0: Yeah, you really want to put push winning within that time frame rather than like, well, you can go over. mm -hmm. And it doesn't hurt you too much as long as you still win. Right. But yeah, no, I I hear you, definitely.
1: So anyway that's all for the hockey talk right we we really you really come here for wrestling
0: yeah no we we've done enough wrestling let's get back into oh we've done enough <laughs> hockey let's get back into our
1: wrestling. we've done enough oh. wrestling
0: ah uh, that's it okay let's talk about show now. was
1: it this weekend last weekend.
0: last
1: weekend like
0: Yes, it was last Saturday. Last Saturday, Impact
1: had a pay-per-view.
2: Yep.
1: Hard to kill.
0: And, you know what? They put on a really good show. My only real complaint is the piped-in crowd sounds.
1: Yeah, and, you know, (laughs) is that also a complaint you have about hockey? Yes. Yes.
0: Yep. It's just not something I enjoy.
1: No, piped-in crowd sounds always sound really hokey to me
0: yeah it's like it's kind of weird because it's the same idea as having the wrestlers at at ringside right where they're reacting the way the company wants them to
1: absolutely but they're reacting in real time and like a real crowd would react rather than a canned crowd yeah definitely they're able to set up like you know they're able to do chants and things like that that aren't Pre-prepared,
0: yeah. It, it's a lot more like, open of what can happen while still being in the confines of what the company wants.
1: Right. Like I don't know if he's gonna try was a planned chant or not.
0: <laughs> I don't think it was. I think it was just something Trent said once, and people kept going with it. Mm-hmm.
1: So yeah, no. Like I, I think Impact put on a very good show. I think the. The six-man tag match was a lot of fun to watch. It went exactly how you'd expect with Kenny Omega winning it because Impact is apparently now a junior promotion for AEW.
0: But even still, like they really had to push Kenny to get the win there.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like there was two or three falls there where it looked like one of the Good Brothers would have been better to go for the pin. But they got Kenny in to do it Because mm-hmm. that's what they're pushing and, and they all came out In bullet club gear too So
1: Yes they all came out in bullet club Like explicitly labeled Bullet club Yep um, And Kenny was wearing a, a Halloween shirt black-jawed. It was A little bit fun. surreal
0: Again it was fun but a little bit surreal To see them just right out there
1: Saying bullet it. club Yeah yeah, and, and, like, here's the thing about that, though. Like, Bullet Club is kind of a New Japan Ring of Honor thing, right? Mostly Mainly New Japan. New Japan, yeah.
0: It came out of Ring of Honor with the Elite, mostly, mm-hmm. when they started having that exchange. But, yeah, it, it's very much a New Japan thing.
1: So, what does that say about them cuz i know like new japan is pretty protective over bullet club branding and everything like that too.
0: Yeah, it makes you wonder like
1: what happens is there when... going to be any So yeah, like i think we're both about to say the same thing but what happens yeah. when you could travel internationally again, you know?
0: Yeah. And like is there going to be like a legal consequence for this? Mm-hmm. Like are are they pushing boundaries or is there something behind the scenes that we're just not privy to yet? Which. Always up behind the scenes,
1: but. Like, that's the this thing. Is like, okay, so, like, one of the things, I don't know if we've talked about it on the show yet, because I think our last show was the Wrestle Kingdom show. Yes. For this, yes? Okay. So, Kenny's been using a lot of very specific terminology. Mm hmm. In a lot of, like, talking about himself as a god.
0: Has he or has Don Callis been mainly saying that? I know Kenny said it a couple times, but I think it's more Don Callis. It's definitely mostly Don
1: Callis. Yeah. But Kenny's been buying into it.
2: Oh, yeah, definitely. And, like,
1: that plays directly into that whole angle of how Ibushi said he would have to become God to win.
0: Yep. And at the end of of the match, where you say, "I have become God," mm-hmm. how, how do you kill a deity? Then, if Kenny Omega is the god of pro wrestling, how do you kill a deity? He said another deity after him,
1: or crucifixion, <laughs> evidently.
0: Uh, that that might work too. Um, not paying attention could work, but it doesn't go so well with the storyline. No, no, no. <laughs> that's that's a little
1: too American gods. Yeah. And uh, I, frankly, I don't want Neil Gaiman involved in wrestling.
0: No, no. Like, there's some high, high mindset storylines out there already. We don't need any more of that.
1: Okay, look, as someone who designs very, very high concept games. Mm hmm. Sometimes I just want dumb fight men who are stupid and sexy.
2: I don't blame you.
1: But that's that's why that's why Koda Ibushi invented himself. Yeah. I was gonna say that's why God invented Kota Ibushi, but then I realized Kota, Kota Ibushi is God. Is god.
0: <laughs> oh god, that is mind trip.
3: Mm-hmm. hmm
0: Himbo battle, so... You should become god.
1: <laughs> so, the Impact pay-per-view was, oh, was <laughs> genuinely a lot of fun. Like, I... You know, it was still Impact. And, yeah, frankly, was... Impact has had its issues over the years, and Impact still yeah, has it its issues.
0: they dropped TNA, but... I don't know. There's always been something about impacts production when compared to something like WWE or now AEW or maybe not so much Ring of Honor where there's like this kind of uncanny uncanny valley of the product they put out it seems almost more like a fantasy realm than the other ones Right Like they shot a guy last year Right <laughs> They killed off Ethan Page on this show
2: mm-hmm.
0: Like there's just that he was Air just... of Something this... not
1: right <laughs> Impact definitely relies more On suspension of disbelief You know Yeah they really do But like in a way that like I mean, like, WWE did kill off AJ Styles last year. I mean,
0: yeah. I don't know, it it didn't really hit the
1: same. They also killed off the Good Brothers. Only, whoops, surprise, they actually got killed off.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Oopsie. Uh, Yeah, I too has a good point here with... uh, It's kind of like the same thing where Lucha Underground was kind of Uncanny Valley, but they really leaned into it right like a lot of people were killed off from there there was a lot of really over the top spectacle going on
2: mm-hmm.
0: whereas impact feels like it's like one foot in the fantasy one in reality and they're keeping that balance
1: right 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 they're they're kind of trying to straddle the line Of fantasy Mm -hmm. and reality In a way that like Maybe doesn't always work the best That's where I was going with that Yeah And like We'll get into this Do we want to talk about like The whole angle with the Bucks this week And Don Callis
0: Uh, The one that started Last week before the pay-per-view Yes Okay yeah we can definitely get into that Where there's supposed to be a six-man tag on dynamite last week, Mm -hmm. it was implied it would be
1: Kenny and the Bucks. It specifically, the only thing that it was only ever said that it would be the elite. Yeah, it was not specified what members of the elite it would be,
2: or which elite now. Because Kenny and the Good Brothers are the super elite.
1: <laughs> yep.
0: <laughs> as terrible as that is.
1: So, Kenny and the Good Brothers wrestled even though Matt and Nick were waiting backstage, had their sound. Literally all waiting for the music to hit. And Kenny comes out with these two jabronis. Mm hmm.
2: And they have a match where they don't seem to have much chemistry.
3: Mm Mm-hmm.
0: Like, we've all seen Kenny and the Bucks have six-man tags, and they are very fluid, very on top of each other, know each other inside and out. Whereas with the Good Brothers, it was very hit and miss. Mm
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And a lot of that actually was, like, like, again, as with the pay-per-view, is kenny had to get the pin for this Mm -hmm. so they kept moving situations around to put kenny in to get the pin
1: and like while i respect mr omega and his desire to be number one at what point maybe more and like a more refined better point is why the fuck do the good brothers owe him any loyalty why the fuck do the Good Brothers owe anything to Don Callis? As soon as they, as soon as Kenny and Don stop being useful to the Good Brothers, yeah, I, like, right. it, it's it's a lot of loyalty based on mutual gain, but a short-lived mutual gain. But this story is going to continue evolving. Like, I think. The way that things will go is very, very interesting. And like mm-hmm. now with Hangman and that storyline, which we'll talk about next, I have no idea where he's going.
0: Yeah, it's like who is being useful for who in this situation mm-hmm. and who outlives that first.
1: Right. I think if he does not join the dark order I think Hangman will get back with the bucks. Yeah. And I think there will be genuine reconciliation there.
0: Yeah. But on on that note I really almost cried this week with Hangman. <laughs> oh,
1: yeah. So let's let's talk about that. As we're transitioning off of Impact onto other topics. The other side of this whole storyline. Yes. The other side of this (laughs) pseudo-romance.
0: Where we had Negative One's birthday party Mm -hmm. at the start of Dynamite this week. So we had Dark Order members, Silver, Reynolds, and Colt Cabana, along with Adam Page,
2: taking on Chaos Project, and TH2.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And Yeah, no, it, it was a quick match, like maybe eight minutes, I think.
1: Luther did eat cake.
0: Yeah, Luther got face planted onto some cake. <laughs> th- um Serpentico got hit by a kendo stick from a kid. hmm Yeah, no. The kid can swing a kendo stick. Like that's scary.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, on, 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 a, on a shoot On a shoot note I think it's really really cool that AEW is Being so like active And involving him in You know So many things Because he's going through a very difficult time right now
0: Yeah it, it's good to have A lot of people who Knew his dad mm-hmm. At various stages of his life uh, Around as like a guru minder.
1: Right and like Also people who know what he's going through Oh yeah Definitely You know it, it's like One of the important things about like The locker room so to speak Is The whole like Kind of Like the, the, those relationships that you build with people Who like You know become friends and things like that, but, like, even more so, you see someone like Brian Pillman Jr., who, like, obviously knows exactly what Negative One is feeling right now.
0: Yeah, no, he he was in a very similar situation as a kid. And, like, the Dark Order members who worked directly with Mr. Brody
3: Mm -hmm.
0: and were so influenced by, you know, and... Eddie Kingston and Bryce Remsburg, who knew him long before at the start of his career. Right,
1: from Jakara.
0: Yeah. So it's like, yeah, no, it, it's it's good there are so many people around him at this time.
1: Exactly. He's got a lot of people who can... It's It's important, I think, in this case for him, because he's got people who can tell him about who his dad was. You know, the things that he might not have known or might not have been old enough to know at the Mm -hmm. time. And as you know, as he grows up, that, you know, that family persists for him. Mm -hmm. So he's got that connection. Anyway, back to back to works.
0: (laughs) Away from the serious into the sillier kind of. Where we had a great sequence to end the match with Reynolds and Silver. And hangmen getting involved, and again, it's the same thing we said with Kenny Lords, where agents just flowed together so well.
1: Exactly. I love watching
0: them work together.
1: Oh, the 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 uh, the like triple stack.
0: Oh, that not so much. <laughs> they tried to stack Reynolds and Silver on top of Page, but Silver is so thick, <laughs> like six C's here that Paige's knee's buckled underneath him.
1: He is called the Meat Man.
0: Yeah. It is it is no joke. But after the match, you know, they, they get the win, and they, they finish up the celebration with negative one, get him to the back, and in the ring, Silver's there, and he's got a microphone, and he gets down on one knee, <laughs> and asks... <laughs> Adam Page, if he will join, join the, the Dark, dark order. order.
1: But not only that. He also says, like, you're, you're really good at wrestling, you're really handsome. So he does, like, this whole, like, very, very cute little rambly speech about how beautiful Hangman is, which, like... Yeah, it's he's, adorable. He's, but he's also not wrong.
0: No, he's not. He's, He's a very good looking guy. He's very good at wrestling. <laughs> So, yeah, he gets down on one knee and asks him, and Paige text Mike's like, uh, I can't. But streamers go off, and there's a graphic that said he p-
1: said yes. <laughs> yep. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> and it's just that moment of like, they were so ready for him to just say yes and join them. hmm. And they wanted him around so much because they seemed to have so much fun. Like, maybe not even just as a recruit for the Dark Order.
1: No, that's the thing. Like, the Dark Order kind of almost recruits friends more than wrestlers. Yeah. Except five. It's like, except for five, yeah.
0: <laughs> but, like, if you get recruited by the Dark Order, it seems to be because you gel with them more than... They're just some creepy
2: cult of perverts.
1: Exactly. They,
2: you know, they do what they, they do per- because per- they're friends. Yep. <laughs> also, Anna. <laughs> Anna puts up with them. But yeah,
0: he he says no, and he walks away. He takes a bottle of whiskey that Stu had ready to celebrate with and just Socks off, because he's not ready to let down his defenses for anyone yet. He's
1: not ready to trust again, because he had his heart broken.
0: Yeah, after getting his heart broken with Kenny in the Bucks and just getting so mind and gaslit by FTR. Don't forget that oh, their yeah. heels.
2: <laughs> it was. It was sad. You
1: know. Yeah. I. I know it's character work.
2: Oh yeah.
0: Um, but it's definitely not the end of the story.
1: My my heart feels so I f- I feel so like if it was safe to, I just wanna give Hangman a
2: hug. Yeah.
1: You know, give him a hug yeah. and be like, hey man, it's gonna be okay. You'll get through this. If you need help, I'm here. No yeah, one's
2: ever like, said that to him, huh?
3: Well,
0: not on camera. He did tweet at like 12 or 1 a.m. after the show. hmm Just sounds like, uh, I'm so sorry.
1: So when they're filming dark.
0: Sure s- yeah, <laughs> yeah, when they're filming dark. <laughs> he's so sorry, he's still up for dark. So I made sure to send one you know, it- it's okay, heart emoji. I was like, I don't know if that'll do anything. It probably not. No. But... I like feeling involved in the story this way. Mm-hmm.
1: No, and like, that's the thing. Like, it's not the sort of thing that you would ever have in a wrestling story of someone going up to someone who's insecure about themselves and saying, like, "Hey, there's a lot of you that's worth
2: loving. Don't forget that." And that's exactly what the Dark Order does.
1: Exactly, and that's why it's fun Like, Yeah, you know that there That's are, why we love them They're a bunch of spooky perverts Who just want to support <laughs> each other Yep Except when it comes to The BTE title
2: No, there are
0: No friends when going for The BTE title
1: No, okay, so I just wanted to touch on this briefly Because It's something that, like we haven't really talked about in a while. Silver has been the BTE champion for a couple months now. Has it been months? Yeah, it's been since like December, like November, December.
2: Oh, geez. After they so had that gator golf tournament.
1: It. Yeah. Um am he lost actually <laughs> Yeah he lost Trent had the belt first Silver won it off Trent in the first week And has been able to keep the belt since then
0: In all kinds of Very silly games
1: Increasingly weird games
0: Like throwing mustard packets Into a bowl of water
2: Throwing
1: mustard packets
0: for so long Nick Jackson just put up a thousand dollars For
1: whoever could finish it Mhm <laughs> Um, they played beer pong, but with bottle caps because Brandon Cutler didn't want to wait another day to film it. yep,
0: <laughs> and he has no idea how drinking games work. mm-hmm.
1: They played flip cup, but that was that was more of a like,
0: yes, that's why it's been taking so long and threw me off. They'll do like a competition one week to get a contender, right, and then do the defense. Mm-hmm. I remember
1: now. They've done the spicy chip challenge. They've done um.
0: They claimed Ricky Starts cheated at the spicy chip challenge.
1: He did. <laughs> kick the lid off of the water bottle was such a good one. Oh my god. Yeah, with Marco.
0: <laughs> it's just a really good kick that Silver did.
1: Yeah, Silver just kicked that bottle real good.
0: You know, so. Yeah, we know we we, we love our BTE champion boy.
1: The BTE boy. Champion mustard boy. Bottle cap boy. Pizza boy. Every other <laughs> name that he's given himself. Oh. It is very evident. I
3: love.
1: Sorry. Go ahead. It is very evident from Silver's sense of humor that he's a huge Tim and Eric fan. OK.
0: <laughs> I-, I was going to say, like, his very dry kind of awkward promos he does at the start of these segments mm-hmm. is just the
2: best. It's very Tim it... and Eric.
1: <laughs> if you like, if you've ever seen, I don't know if I've forced you to watch this, uh, Tim's Kitchen Tips. I don't think you have. Okay, we'll watch that after Hate Little Riddle tonight. It's okay. Strange. He just makes sauces. I
0: mean,
2: I love a good sauce.
1: These are not good sauces. Oh,
2: oh no. Oh no. <laughs>
1: That's... <laughs> it's one of the funniest things like I have seen probably ever. I still love it. Um, it ends with someone who doesn't understand that it's a comedy video challenging him to a cook-off and they have a chili cook-off.
3: Oh,
0: no. So
1: she's, like, participating in a shoot cook-off, and he's there just...
2: And he's kayfabing it?
1: Yes. The entire thing is in kayfabe. (gasps) Oh, no.
0: That sounds hilarious, actually.
1: Tim and Eric is a very, very specific brand of humor that you have to get introduced to in the right way in order to ramp up to their very weird stuff. I guarantee, though... That you have enjoyed at least one Tim and Eric thing.
0: Because... Are they the one who did the wrestling segment?
1: I don't think so. Or is that so. someone
0: else? It's like Cole Caban was on some show. And no, was...
1: that is Chris Gethard. Chris Gethard's okay. a whole other thing that you have to kind of get introduced to the right way. The Chris Gethard <laughs> show is one of my favorite shows of all time. But it's like... It's not a thing you would expect to be good. It was a public access cable show broadcast on Manhattan News Network. I'm sorry, not Manhattan News Network, Manhattan Neighborhood Network. So it like broadcast only to Manhattan. Most of the people were from Brooklyn or Jersey.
2: <laughs> oh
0: no. I mean, I'm all for public access television.
1: It was, but it was really good Like, really good Okay, so do you remember the Terry Crews Old Spice commercials? Yes
2: That was Tim and Eric
0: Okay Like, literally or in the style of
1: No, literally, they they directed okay. those Old Spice commercials with Terry Crews Okay, I have an idea of what to expect then <laughs> Mm-hmm. so like you know if people say they don't like tim and eric i'm like you just maybe haven't been given the right path of introduction yet that said a lot of what they do is anti-comedy okay like specifically unfunny stuff because specifically unfunny stuff is very funny
0: i wouldn't know anything
1: about that uh, I've definitely shown you that video with Paul Rudd, where he's like, computer show me nude Tane. Yep. That's also Tim and Eric.
0: Yeah, okay. Okay, so I have seen some of their stuff, then.
1: Yeah, you just haven't seen Tim's kitchen tips.
0: Yeah, we'll have to watch that sometime.
1: Yes. So anyway. Wrestling.
0: Wrestles. Do you want to go back to Impact for just a
1: minute? Yeah, I'd love to continue to talk about Impact because we kind of glossed over by talking about Kenny and then Hangman and then Silver.
0: Well, I was going to say because on this week's Impact show, Mm -hmm. there was a match to become the number one contenders for the tag team titles held by the Good Brothers.
1: Uh, Before we get into that, do we want to talk about the women's tag team championship match at Impact at uh, Hard to Kill?
0: Sure, where we had Fire and Flavor versus Havoc and Nevaeh, Jessica, mm-hmm. Havoc, and Nevaeh.
1: Yes, so that was a fun match. Don't like to continue harping on this, but I will. Impact had two women's matches at their pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. AEW usually the shoehorns tournament. in one.
0: If we're lucky
2: If we're lucky
0: And it doesn't get put on the pre-show And the time And attention Mm -hmm. Both matches were given And the intergender match that opened the show Mm -hmm. Is just This should be taken as notes This should be implemented ASAP They have a very strong Women's division and there's a reason for that
1: it's and then like the 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 women's singles match right where you have like all of those people hanging out at ringside getting kicked out right away during that that was like you know yep. having actual involvement having factions and storylines built up for your women instead of just whatever is happening now in AEW yeah a tournament
0: for a tournament that I saw for 0.7 of a second on the screen. I don't know if that was my connection lagging or something else, but I don't know. But yeah, the Impact Knockouts Championship match was Deanna Perazzo, who had Kimberly and Suzanne, who was known as Sue Young, at ringside, and Taya Valkyrie, who had Rosemary and Crazy Steve at Mm -hmm. ringside.
1: Right, because Rosemary and and Crazy Steve wrestled the, um, wrestled the dark match or the the, the opening pre-show match. the opening match
0: the pre-show was brian myers and josh alexander
1: right so they opened yep. the show with intergender wrestling
0: yep so that had decay which is an old tag team name for rosemary and crazy steve taking on teneal dashwood and teneal dashwood and caleb with a k i should try to slow down i won't screw up this much <laughs>
1: Yeah, but you're excited. Also, I was excited because I like watching Rosemary. Also, double green mist.
2: Yeah. The... <laughs> uh, okay,
0: I, I will say, uh, seeing Decay, um, not to be horny on Maine, the pansexual me was very happy.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, I get
2: that. I, I get it. I get it.
0: Also, Rosemary and Crazy Steve are people I used to watch live here Mm -hmm. so i'm a big fan
1: (laughs) there's definitely like that like level of closer connection that you have to the performers because of that i get that entirely definitely
0: yeah that regional connection is a very simple way to get involved
1: that's you know we, we we've talked about not to circle back topics again but we've talked about like how developing wrestling fandom and developing sports fandom are very similar right in that same sense you get a better understanding you get a better like you feel a more like you feel a deeper connection to the team when you go to see live hockey games yep that said I should not go to live hockey games because the Devils have won precisely once while I was in attendance.
0: I think that's the same uh, ratio as me seeing Blue Jays games.
1: <laughs> How many Jays games have you seen?
0: Uh, I've probably been to a dozen.
1: Penta like, over the last, what, nine years? Thirty? Okay. like. Yeah,
0: no, if I'd kept going, I probably wouldn't up there, too. But Although, to be fair, it's a two-hour drive for you versus
1: a 25-minute <laughs> drive for me.
0: I mean, that's fair, but I make I make the two-hour drive
2: willingly, usually. That's approximately the
1: direction of Newark.
2: Sure. Yeah. Uh, no, not Gogwins. Maybe <laughs> more that
0: way, but whatever. I don't think we're going to get the full three-dimensional <laughs> point there. <laughs> but anyway, the I- Impact Knockouts Tag Team Championship match, this was a whole tournament that started back in November mm-hmm. to get this going, to get to this point.
1: Right, because they had, it... like, retired the Knockouts Tag Team Championship belt a, a while back. Years ago, yeah. Side note, it's still a little while that they're called knockouts.
0: Yeah, it's one of those things where I hear more complaints from people outside the company than the women that perform there.
1: Which, so... like, you know, I'm not gonna try to police what they call their tag team, what, what they call their women's division, you know? Like, mm-hmm. if the people who work there don't mind it, people who work there don't mind it.
0: And they get time and a fair shake.
1: Exactly. So. Not to mention I do think that it's a pretty clever name. Yeah. You know, like as much as there is that little like or there's that not little, but there's that aura of sexism to it, right? That it's pretty clever cuz you know, like they could also beat the shit out of you. So yeah, they'll knock you out.
0: Would you like a funny story about the knockouts? Please. Division? Years and years ago, when Cody Deaner first joined TNA Impact, mm-hmm. Cody Deaner, another person I used to see live, and I saw him make a little girl cry once. <laughs> <laughs> he was quite a heel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um his character when he went into Impact was like, Of course I want to join the knockouts division. I can knock out all kinds of people. <laughs> And Cody Dieter was a knockouts champion for a while because he was very confused about what the division was.
1: You know, like, I'd rather take a himbo reason than a cheating reason. Yep. It's much better than
0: what's-his-name back in the 90s. Harvey Winkleman.
1: That said, Andy Kaufman being a women's wrestling champion, top-tier comedy.
0: Oh, yeah. Much different story than anything else
1: like that. Like, I mean, it was the first time anyone had done that storyline, right? Like, and like, Mm -hmm. he didn't dress up in drag or anything like that. He just declared himself women's world champion. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Andy
0: Kaufman was a special character.
2: Brilliant, brilliant comedian. Mm
3: Mm-hmm.
1: There's, like,
2: some... Definitely a fan of wrestling, too.
1: There are some very rare moments where he kind of, like... Breaks character briefly. But, like... In that same way that wrestlers all hold to... Used to hold to kayfabe. Like... Andy Kaufman... To the day he died insisted that Tony Clifton was a different and real person. Yeah. There's still there's still someone who after like after Andy died is performing as Tony Clifton to keep the illusion up for Andy. To- oh
2: my goodness. I didn't know that part It's actually.
1: amazing.
2: Oh, that that's very cool.
1: So, like, it's... And, like, the 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 way that it worked was that they had multiple people playing Tony Clifton at any given time, so it wasn't just Andy. Mm-hmm. It's
2: just... A, it's very funny. Oh, I, goodness. like... Not to be a comedy nerd on main, but, like... The whole,
1: like... I, in the same sense that Tim and Eric are funny Because They're deliberately doing things that are unfunny Like Tony Clifton was exactly that Just years before other people Were doing it That's why yeah. people always feel like well, Andy Kaufman was a comedic genius Because he was Anyway
0: Anyway, back to giving attention to the Knockouts Tag Team Championship where, yeah, we had this tournament that started back in November. The original entrants were Alicia and Tennille Dashwood, Jessica Havoc and Nevea, Killer Kelly and Renee Michelle, mm-hmm. Jordan Grace and Jazz tagged together. That was a cool team. Oh, God, yeah. Kira Hogan and Tasha Steels, Team C Stars, who we've seen on other shows.
1: Yes, they were at Big A Brunch. Box.
2: Yep.
0: Ashley Vox, and Delmi Exo. And Diana Perrazzo, who is the Impact Knockouts Champion, and Kimberly, and Rosemary and Taya Valkyrie. It's, it's... Like, it's a very stacked card they had for this. Yeah. Now, in the end, it did come down to Kira Hogan, Tasha Steele versus Jessica Havoc, and Navea. And this match was so much... Jessica and Nevaeh just putting strength to these smaller competitors and how they could slip around and be faster and just a very classic story told in the ring. Mm -hmm. And in the end, Fire and Flava did end up winning and one of the coolest things that I've seen through this whole thing is the tag titles were brought out by Gail Kim, who retired last year or two years ago, somewhere in that ballpark? Mm-hmm. And Madison Rain, who was a staple of the Nacos division since like its inception, mm-hmm. who was retiring that night?
1: So like it, it just, you know, it, it was it was a moment that honored the history of those titles. It was a moment that, The women who competed were given time, respect, and dignity. It's Mm -hmm. something AEW could really really stand to, you know, take to heart. Yeah. (laughs) At Tony Khan. Young Bucks, I know you listen to this show. (laughs) We know. I will take more 12-man tag matches. If it means you can make space on the card for women. As long as the women are given time, respect, and dignity and not put in the 12-man tag matches. I...
0: I... I... It's a... I would it's take a, that, too. It's a fair
1: trade, Aaron.
0: I know. I, I would take
1: it, too. It's a fair trade. Matt, <laughs> Nick... M- Mrs. Jackson... Please take this to heart.
2: Also Please make it happen. Also
1: Tell your friend, tell your friend Tyson that it's his fault that I'm eating Sour Patch Kid Rat Kings. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I bought this tub of Don't look at how much of it I've eaten. I bought this tub of Sour Patch Kids They're, like, factory-defect Sour Patch Kids, right? And most of them are stuck together as a solitary piece. Kind of gross, actually. Yeah. So I had to... I, like, wanted to eat, like, maybe three or four of them. And I, like, pulled a couple out. And instead of, like, three or four, I got a fucking Rat King of Sour Patch Kids that I had to eat, like, some sort of fucking animal. So, anyway. So, anyway.
0: We were going to talk about this week's Impact. Where there was the number one contender match for the Good Brothers Tag Titles.
2: hmm
0: Which was between...
2: Uh,
0: I forget who they're against. It, it was like... One half oh. of Marcy Machine Guns and someone... I'm sorry, I didn't write it
2: down. <laughs> Against Private Party. AEW signed Private
0: Party
3: mm-hmm.
0: on Impact in a number one contendership match for their tag titles. With Tony Khan and Jerry Lynn sitting at ringside. Mm-hmm. Like I really wasn't gonna tune to in because I was busy I watched the Flyers game and then it's like okay, I'm kinda of done for the night, I think. And then this came across my Twitter feed. It's like, what? I have to turn
2: this on right now. (laughs) James Storm, yes.
1: So, like, I'm hopeful that AEW can take from the examples of the positives from Impact. Mm Mm-hmm. That Impact can grow from the positives of AEW and that this relationship Builds a better product for both of them. Yes. Because at the end of the day, more good wrestling is never a bad thing.
0: Competition between very good teams and very good productions is good and sexy.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: I... That's what
0: brings up the best in performers and bookers and everyone
1: involved. I will always... Always, and like, okay, so like this is the sort of thing that you just things yeah. So like, one of the things that they say, you know, one of the things that's said, the advantage of capitalism is that competition breeds creativity, right? Mm-hmm. Let's that's take really that without good. this going on in the background. One of the things that supposed advantages of capitalism is that competition breeds creativity. To a degree, that's kind of correct. But so does cooperation.
2: Mm Mm-hmm.
1: Right? Like, sitting down in a... I'm going to bring this to tabletop RPGs because that's the sort of thing that I can talk about with some authority. I promise I won't get into, like, ludonarrative dissonance, Aaron. Yes, you will. I won't. When you're at a table with someone playing an RPG... Do you have a better storytelling experience when you are in direct competition in, like, some bizarro zero-sum tabletop RPG? Or do you make a better story, have a better experience, breed more creativity when you are working together in a cooperative fashion? It's always the cooperative games that breed the... More diverse stories when it's human versus human It's just about like Technical skills and rules lawyering effectively Like who can Know the meta Better versus Who can Know the meta narrative better Who can Mm -hmm. I said I wasn't Gonna talk about it She's gonna (laughs) I'm not going to talk about it But the emphasis in a ludonarrative framework right the game versus the story some people focus more on the game right and like if you want to play a technical game as an rpg that's fine it's an entirely important element of role playing games but like at the end of the day a fight to the death between player characters can only be a fight to the death between player characters, right? do that in a game. Okay. Sometimes when you are working in a cooperative setting in a shared imagined space between a group of players, the GM, and one of the players happens to be constantly asking, did I kill him? Did I kill him? Did I kill him? After one hit... The... <laughs> the shared creative space becomes divided into a situation where it is gm pc 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 versus pc and pc
0: this is very much a story of a game we got on a pickup
1: this is a pickup <laughs> game that Aaron, emma and i played at the toronto gamers christmas party in oh god was that 2018 yes yes Late 2018 We were with two people who have never We were playing 5e because it's 5e And it's like, you know, everyone plays 5e
0: Everyone has an idea of how it runs
1: Everyone, most people who have played an RPG Can tell you in some level of detail The gameplay loop of combat in 5th edition Mm-hmm whether they've ever read the book or not is a whole other story. Regardless, we were playing with two people who had never played an RPG before, never played 5A. Yeah. One. I felt bad for the other person, but I did not feel bad for the guy. But no. Let's, we'll call him <laughs> that guy. We had that guy at the table. That guy expected every single hit to be lethal. And would ask, "Did I kill him yet?" Every time he hit, he would say, "Okay, can I kill him? No, you can attack him. You you might not kill him. He's probably he's got a pretty substantial amount of HP." Okay, I hit. Did I kill him? Well, you have to roll your damage dice. Okay, I rolled a four. Did I kill him? No, you didn't. So eventually, we got sick of the added gameplay loop of "Did I kill him? No." It was so very, annoying. very Bart and Lisa. Are we there yet? <laughs> <laughs> and we were presented with an opportunity to. um, we, So we were fighting. A royalty free knockoff version of the Grinch called the Grinch. Cause it was a Christmas. It was a Christmas one shot. Mm-hmm. So the Grunch wanted to like destroy Christmas or whatever. And we're like, wait a minute. This 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 guy that we're about to fight, he's really powerful. So the three of us I think without actually verbally communicating this to each other. Nope. <laughs> we didn't. Emma, Erin and I all together decided What if we betrayed the party?
0: <laughs> Cause because he does the whole monologue thing of Join me and I will spare you or I'll crush you right here. It's like
1: Okay. Well, no, well a join. Good point yeah, actually. Yeah, yeah, no, that's fair. You've got like a bunch of contraptions. <laughs> I I'm fine with joining it. Uh, you guys fi- you guys okay with that? Yeah, yeah, yeah we're in. <laughs> okay, we're in. So we joined with The Grunch, and then killed the other player characters. Surprising the GM. Yes. (laughs) More than anyone. (laughs) They ran a very fun game, though. Do you remember what their Twitter was for their show? Because we should probably plug that. Not a clue.
0: I am subscribed to it, but I don't think I've seen them up for a while. That was a thing we did, and, you know, it brought us... Closer together as a triad.
1: Yes, yes, it did.
0: (laughs) Even though I don't think we were dating at the time. Erin
1: and I were not dating at the time, no.
0: (laughs) Okay, While you look for that. I'm going to go over the match a little bit. Absolutely. uh, Yeah, they had a really good match going on here. And in the end, Jerry Lynn actually got involved Mm -hmm. and held James Storm while he's on the turnbuckle, which allowed Pirate Party to set up gin and juice and get the win, and are the number one contenders for the Impact World Tag Team titles. Uh Uh-huh. And it's just so weird. It's one of those things where, like, we all kind of spitballed ideas of where this working relationship could go. I think everyone kind of had in the back of their minds, like, it's just going to be a Kenny thing. They're going to do it and be done, and they'll go their separate ways. Like, no, they're getting more tied together now.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And that is really cool to see.
1: Okay, so the show was called Quests and Queers. They haven't tweeted since 2019.
2: Okay. That does ring a bell now. Now, to continue on from this, the uh, private party had a match the next
0: night on Dynamite which I'm pretty sure was pre-recorded, which would explain why they're at two things within however long without getting tested. Mm -hmm. Um, They had a match against Top Flight and Matt Seidel, and Private Party kind of leaned into the Matt Hardy tactics, Mm -hmm. where they, they brought in a steel chair, and they hit I know the name, I can't think of it right now. They hit one of Top Flight in the ribs and got a win out of that. So it's like... kind of a weird overall mood for AEW right now with this. And that they are kind of the heels moving
2: in here.
1: Yeah, which is weird positioning for private party. Yeah. Uh, i too did it again. Dude. They said something in commentary, basically. Oh my god!
0: Yeah, it happens a lot.
1: <laughs> okay, so like, there's a lot. Yeah, but like, okay, we're gonna let's let's talk about King Carney himself here, Matt Matt Hardy. Mm-hmm. He's doing this big money Matt
2: thing. Yep. Where he's just
1: acting carny as
2: fuck he's a jackass and
1: like, like
0: I'm not sure the legality of some of the stuff he's doing
1: oh uh, almost assuredly none of it's legal <laughs> I, I guarantee that that contract he had the buck sign is not binding because like he had them it's sign a blank building. piece of paper
0: and it's Tony Khan's building mm-hmm. <laughs> top to bottom <laughs>
1: To tip, that's a con. <laughs> Sorry, that's a monster <laughs> factory reference.
3: Goodness.
1: To tip that's a Bart is something that they said when they accidentally designed Bart Simpson too. <laughs> oh jeez.
2: So yeah, yeah. He's
3: doing all this stuff.
0: And like with Private Party, he's getting like 30% of their pay now for his teachings.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And his teachings are basically cheat.
3: Mhm,
0: and it's getting through,
3: mm-hmm.
0: and that's worrisome. But they're winning. Yeah, they won. They won at Impact. You know that they're actually making headway, which means they'll probably keep doing it.
1: Mhm. So I want to talk before we get like too deep into. I don't know how many other topics we have. We, have... we definitely have a couple. I think we wanted to talk. We've talked. Da, da, da. Uh, Check, 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 check. Okay, so the topics we wanted to talk about that remain the new NXT signings. Yep. And next weekend's Cybernetico. Yeah,
0: there is that. And we found some details of Sting's first match in AEW. Oh,
1: yes, 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 yes. Do you want to go over that? Yeah, I'll go over that real
0: quick. It came from the promo in the ring this week. Where it looks like they're gonna lean into this team Taz versus Darby and Sting kind of thing mm-hmm. with a street fight. Now, knowing what we remember from Sting coming in before, he wants to do like more cinematic style matches rather than a full on brawl, which is good because he's banged up and he shouldn't be getting thrown around. Agreed. And it's also really good to do that way because. We know Brian Cage is a is known to be a safe worker. Exactly. So he's someone you want around mm-hmm. a vet like Sting who needs that extra little cushioning. And we know that Ricky Starks is so good with small details in his performance. And then on top of that, you have veterans in Taz and sting himself mm-hmm. you have like the coming together it, let's not even forget darby and his very artistic stuff that he puts out mm-hmm. like y- you have a mixture here to make a very memorable possibly classic cinematic match i look really forward to hearing more details of this in the future mm-hmm. okay where'd you like to jump to
1: when i talk about supernatical what t- what it-
0: you want to do the signings first? Because we're probably going to go off on cybernetical for a bit.
1: Yeah, no, no. I There was something else I wanted to talk about, though. Oh, okay. Why did we talk about Private Party? We talked about Private Party. We talked about cheating. We talked about Carney. Oh, I saw some dumbass take that said that... Um, Will Osprey is better than Eddie Guerrero.
0: Oh, it's like a modern-day Eddie Guerrero? Yeah. No, Fuck that. No, Will Ospreay is a very talented performer, but he is not the charisma machine that Eddie Guerrero was.
1: Yeah, I don't... Will Ospreay does not have the same ring presence that Eddie Guerrero did. Mm-hmm. So, that, that was my one thing I wanted to say about that. Okay. Um, so let's talk about the recent... NXT signings.
0: Recent as in like
1: yesterday?
0: Or the day before maybe?
2: Something Uh, like that.
0: uh, Three new women signed onto NXT. Specifically around the women's Dusty Row Tag Team Classic I think, but probably going beyond that as well. Mm -hmm. We have independent wrestlers Lacey Ryan Priscilla Kelly And Elena Black. We saw Elena Black on an episode of Dark and one of the matches from the collective.
1: Yes. We have seen Priscilla Kelly everywhere. She was married to Darby Allen until last year.
0: Yeah, they they decided to split. Yeah, we've definitely seen her in AEW. And Lacey Ryan is a fairly well-known
1: indie name. hmm These are three very talented women. hmm Who could have done a world of good for the AEW women's division. These are three women, or at least one of them, has been in the AEW ring before. Yep. And the fact that they let that slip and go to NXT is not a great sign for what they're doing with their women's division.
0: Yeah, it's kind of damning. It It's not hopeful. <laughs> it's like, these are three women that AEW very much could have picked up. I think Elena Black might be the least experienced one, but even still, she's been on AEW before. They've seen her work. Priscilla Kelly is just... Yes. Her match with uh, Chris Dickinson last mm-hmm. year was
2: beyond amazing. Um
1: now I think she's in a weird position. Like she's in a weird position vis-a-vis signing with AEW because obviously she divorced one of AEW's top talent. That said, as far as I'm aware, they are still together.
0: I don't know any of the personal They're, details.
1: From what I've, from what I'm given to understand, they are together, but they divorced because they realized at the time that neither of them were mature enough to be married.
0: That which totally is a fair thing to find out.
1: Very, very interesting. So, like, she's, she said. I mean, she was on Vicky Guerrero's podcast last year. She said, mm-hmm. um. This is an exact quote. I think people need to stop condemning the word "divorce" because it sounds horrible. But sometimes you can get a divorce, spend a few years learning about yourself and maturing as a human being, and years later try again, and that would probably be a lot better. Yeah. Um. So Priscilla Kelly's new ring name, by the way, is uh, Gigi Dolan. Mm-hmm. Which, just little fun facts that you know little easter eggs for the people out there who are fans of the new york hardcore scene in the 80s and 90s and men who performed naked and shit all over themselves on stage and things like that if you combine her name and darby's you get gigi allen (laughs) who
2: was a character
1: yeah, I mean, like there's a huge, That's you can one way
2: funny. <laughs> Yeah,
1: yeah, no. Um The Murder Junkies are a I don't want to say good. The Murder Junkies were a band, or I think they're still performing. Anyway, um just without their lead singer, uh they were a band that emphasized the rebellious aspects of Punk and hardcore music And Definitely did
2: a lot of drugs On stage
1: There's a video that you can watch on YouTube It's literally like documenting Because someone filmed it The last 12 hours of Gigi Allen's life And there's a lot of drugs they got kicked out of a show for doing drugs on stage, then left the venue, went to a flop house, and continued doing drugs with everyone in the audience. And everyone was like, Oh no, Gigi's just asleep. Boom, dead. Yeah. Lesson to be learned there, but...
2: I feel like the reference has to be intentional.
0: I definitely think like even the name she has of Dolan mhm is still very reminiscent.
1: There's there's a lot that like and like it's very interesting. And I'm still mad that AEW managed to fuck that up. Yeah. That's right. She was in the all out casino battle royale. Yeah, and I th- Think
0: she had a match on the cruise ship? She last did. January as well. She did.
1: Yeah. So two performers who were in the AEW ring that they let go. Yep. Regardless, sucks. AEW do better by your women. More importantly, and excitingly, we every week. Excitingly, next weekend is Fight Forever. Yes. Now, Aaron, do you want to explain what Fight Forever is?
0: Fight Forever is a GCW show presented by Orange Crush, which is like a fanzine for wrestling.
2: And it's going to be... Zine 20... Whatever. <laughs> it's going to it's be... not a
1: magazine.
0: It's going to be 24 hours of live pro wrestling Streamed through YouTube 24 full hours. And I'm gonna that's the wrong chat to throw that into. Thanks, me. <laughs> I'm gonna throw this in chat. This is the GoFund or the Indiegogo page for it, where they are trying to support the entire show, including like renting out the place, getting the ring, getting the streaming set up, and everything. And paying the wrestlers on their own,
2: so yeah, so they've
0: um kind of a look behind the curtain of what it costs to do something like this,
1: yeah, so I believe that the original goal was twenty thousand. They're yes. on their flex goal of forty thousand. So any money that goes to them is just going to keep going to the wrestlers, keep making sure that they have like, some actual money because a lot of these people haven't been able to perform um, yep. now, there's, there's an important thing that happened this week, because Camp Leap Frog has a slot, you know we've talked about Camp Leap Frog before, it's a bunch of the Chikara kids Yep. Um, so as a promo for that Kaka, what are you doing? as a promo for that Boomer Hatfield put out a video on Twitter yesterday, where he maybe challenged his dad to a Cybernetico match, but not just He's... a regular Cybernetico—the biggest Cybernetico ever, nine versus nine. Yep, plus captains. Taco is cutting a promo for the Chikara kids. Oh my little yeah, man.
0: So, so yeah, he set up a challenge specifically for his dad. Dad, I'm a very good professional wrestler. I I wanted to get that. They got Dash,
1: a very good professional. So, uh, for those of you not familiar with Cybernetico rules, let's explain what a Cybernetico is. There are two teams of usually eight, in this case nine people, where there is a set order in which you are allowed to tag in. It is elimination style so each team as someone gets eliminated either rotates, some- rotates someone in until they are out of people at that point if the other team has more than one person left they then have to fight each other still in that same order mm-hmm. until there is one person left Cyberneticos. Uh, also, it's, it's actually specifically the full term is Torneo Cibernetico. A Torneo Cibernetico yep. has one winner. And only one winner.
0: And now uh, we have talked about this before last year when we covered Jakara. I'm just seeing if it's... Yeah, I'm going to say it's actually just the Jakara episode we put out on May 8th. hmm Where they had their annual event of um Crucible versus Wrestle Factory and the amazing twist ending they did with that
1: where Whisper betrayed Ophidian and, and ended the destroying. Crucible and then accidentally ended Chikara
0: Yeah no well Chikara was finished when they were eliminated This was just figuring out a packing order
1: Well no I mean like accidentally shoot end Chikara <laughs> not that I mean, it, okay you yeah, know fair enough that was the last thing Chikara ever produced yeah which is not to say that the whisper is at fault for that
0: no definitely not and he's still amazing to watch and find him everywhere you can
3: Mm-hmm.
0: hopefully in the cybernetico hopefully i'm really excited for when they do announce what the teams are going to be because I think Camp LeapFrog is like early in the morning on the thirtieth. Yeah,
1: they are nine a.m.
0: Yeah, so we're gonna have to wake up early for that.
1: Mm-hmm. That's okay. That's we've done that wrong. for F
0: one. I mean, that's fair. We woke up earlier for F one.
1: So oh, here's God, the thing. Hat I'm a jock. Why? <laughs> <laughs> why? Is that's this my curse. That's why it's called jocking off. Uh. But yeah, no, like. It's going to be fun. I'm excited to see who each captain gets, because just a couple of hours ago, Dasha responded, uh, sorry, a very good professional wrestler responded to the challenge that Boomer laid out. Mm-hmm. And uh, he said yes. He said yes. He said yes. Unlike
0: Hangman this Unlike week. Unlike Hangman. A very good professional wrestler said yes. And he cuts a great promo mm-hmm. on Boomer, keeping this whole kayfabe relationship they have, mm-hmm. and I love it. There are so many good things that have continued on from Chikara, despite while it not being the a crap scene. behind.
1: Yeah. And and it's a credit to the performers for being able to do that as successfully as they have.
0: Yeah, like Camp Lee Frog just did a trios tournament a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. It's very much worth going to watch again. I'm told the building they filmed in was freezing, though. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But yeah, like, I can think of a few names that I can expect to see on in there somewhere. There's a name I really would like to see, but it's a real long shot, so... you Just say it out loud, come on. Manifest it into the universe. I'm really hoping that Mr. Touchdown, Mark Angelo Setti will come out of retirement for this match. I don't know if he can, but I would love that play of a very good professional wrestler and Marcangelo Setti with their history and Boomer and Molly and their history and where is Molly gonna tag in this whole Yeah, thing so that's that's and... the
1: big question, right? So we've got this we've got this issue. Which is where Molly's loyalty is. Yeah. Because she was in then Dasher's corner during the Apuestas match where Dasher became unmasked. Yep.
0: Where she said she would never forgive Boomer for this and then try to put them back together as trios for King of Trios. And then they seem to have reconciled and it's like, this is just a whole other thing going on. Because
1: now she's got you know, she's got the, the her uncle is on one side of this conflict. Mm-hmm. And her cousin's on the other. Yeah. And they normally tag
2: together. And they're a very good tag team. So what happens? <sighs>
1: So, we'll be watching with bated breath to see what happens in the Fight Forever Tornado of Supernetico, because it's going to be good.
0: Oh yeah, it's going to be a heck of an event. I don't know why is it a heck. It's going to be a hell of an event.
1: You're <laughs> keeping with tradition in... of not swearing.
0: No swearing! We're not doing Shikari episode. The kids are swearing, now I'm allowed to. <laughs> but yeah. No swearing! Oh, funny enough, saw Dan Housen's story today too, where one of his images showed up on a bootleg shirt. Mm-hmm. So he put the bootleg shirt on a shirt.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that so is amazing. I love Pro Dan wrestling so amazing. <laughs> um, Dan Housen also is in the process of immigrating to Canada, and he had an interview with an mm-hmm. immigrations officer who asked him if he knew Evil Uno and Stu. <laughs>
2: Which isn't that far out there, because
0: the person who plays Evil Uno used to be an employee of the Canadian government. I don't remember what department, but, you know, it's a neat little circle of life.
1: So, I think that's everything we wanted to talk about, right? I think that's
0: our whole list and then some.
1: Okay. Um, Do you have a match recommendation for this week?
0: I don't, because I did the getting into wrestling thing metaphor. I focused on that rather than finding a match. Which is ironic, now that I think about it. hmm You so, know what? Uh, Go back and watch Jakara uh, Anniversary of Scotch Mist. It has the Dasher versus Boomer. It's on IWTV,
1: it's worth watching for sure. You can skip straight to the end if you feel like it, if you don't feel like watching the rest.
0: But then go back, because the rest of the card is very, very good.
1: Uh, The other thing I'm going to plug as a match to watch, uh, Devils vs. Islanders, Sunday (laughs) at 7pm. You can find bootleg streams, but it's on MSG Plus and MSG 2. Well, in that case, the Flyers are playing tomorrow. (laughs) I'm kidding! Nobody needs to watch hockey. It's no. such a it, it was the
0: metaphor we used, nothing more.
1: <laughs> anyway, I appreciate you all hanging out. We're going to wrap things up because we have 12 minutes until Hey Riddle Riddle Live. Speaking of which, you should watch, you should listen to Hey Riddle Riddle. Maybe don't watch the live show because it's not going to make a whole lot of sense. doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. Listen to "Hey Riddle, Riddle." It's a good show. Um, do you have any? Do you have anything else you want to plug while we're here, Aaron? No podcasts. Do you like?
0: I just want to go to the washroom.
1: Okay, Aaron's got a pee. <laughs> so um, I will bid everyone adieu. Copyright infringement. Copyright infringement. Good night.
0: Joking Out With My Girlfriend is a production of Sosa's Media. Check us out at SOSES.ca. Music has been provided by Sounds Like an Earful.
1: Hello. Hi. Welcome. Welcome, one and all, to the stream extravaganza that we are calling Jocking Off With My Girlfriend. Erin did not like that title. <laughs> you Not can the show I up for. You can however blame Erica for that.
0: Yeah, no that that's 100%
1: Erica. And if it, I think she was just trying to get on the show. If you think it's the Erica that if if you if if you are the one of the two Ericas in chat right now, there's a 50/50 chance it was you.